0: already met me on my interview with Ollie from the Brownie bus Uh, this is a little bit of a different episode this is the breaking bread review show this will be me and Carl
1: hello I'm Carl
0: basically we're going to be doing a little bit of a twist on uh, traditional restaurant reviews we're going to be going to places but then doing a podcast about
1: yeah we'd just be sitting there talking about food anyway so we might as well do it with a microphone in front of us
0: yeah, I think our wives are always joking about the fact that we're always sending each other pictures of foods. Um, me and Carl have been friends now for a long time.
1: Um, we're talking 15 years? Yeah, definitely 15. 17, something like that.
0: Always been obsessed with food.
1: Yeah, I think that shows by a waistline.
0: So, today's show, we're going to be talking about nocturnal animals. Brand new bar that's just opened up in Bennett's Hill. I thought it was amazing.
1: Yeah, um,. Really liked it. Really, really liked it. I loved the decor. I loved the place, the vibe. The alcohol was nice, which is always good.
0: Did you have to wrestle through the crowd of people to get in, taking photos of the front?
1: No, actually, we walked in. It was, I'd say, considering it was a Saturday night, it was only half full, but it wasn't the official opening, yeah, so to be honest, I was glad because then we got a seat at the bar and had a cocktail before we went down for dinner, so
0: yeah, so did we, yeah. Did you notice the menu it was uh, designed by a local Birmingham artist? Was it? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen their artworks around. It was like uh, Greg's theme park, and then uh, on the new Primark building, somebody that the artist has put up a big sign saying uh, "World's biggest twenty four hour jumble sale" coming here. it's <laughs> you know, quite a funny bloke. He's d- done a few bits. I'll have to, um, I'll give him a shout out in the show notes because I've actually forgot his name, but yeah. actually designed the uh, menu with Alex and I think it just completely matches the bar, I think it's brilliant. I was happy with the menu because obviously I'm the sensible part of the uh, the podcast and uh, I'm very used to going into places and when you say I don't actually drink, you're normally confronted with a load of cocktails that are as sweet as undiluted cordial, they're awful, but at Nocturnal Animals it was a full page. And actually had the um, ginger spice. And it, yeah, it was fantastic. It it just wasn't sweet, which was good. Uh, it was ginger ale and uh, a new drink called Seed um, Lip.
1: Oh, is that the non-alcoholic sort of gin yeah, that they yeah, 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 I've seen it's that.
0: Absolutely. I, I think they used a spice one in this, and it, it's superb. It's it's really is really good.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I was impressed that they took the time to make proper non-alcoholic, Cocktails.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just it would have been so easy just to do the usual non-alcoholic pina colada that tastes like shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you <know? laughs> it's just a complete waste
0: of time. And then uh, my wife Maria had uh, a glass. Well, she had the bottle of uh, Savion Blanc. Nice. But it was I don't think it was a sat I don't think it actually was Savion Blanc, but it was the equivalent. It was yeah. an Italian one. I'd have to look up the name again. Um,
1: yeah, we had a bottle of wine. We had a sparkling rosé.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, it was really, I was quite impressed with it to be fair. But the, all the bar staff, like, the lady that was serving us, um, really, really good staff. And she knew pretty much everything about all the wines. I mean, it's not the biggest wine list in the world, which helps. But everyone we pointed at, she was like, yeah, that one's nice. Yeah, this one would probably go with this. And asked us what we liked and sort of pointed out. It was like our own little sommelier on our table.
0: Yeah. That, just coming to us. <clears> like, they I were think very good much... Knowledge. Of, the knowledge came through massively.
1: like. Yeah, good knowledge, especially when you're just there and you, because they're quite unusual wines as well. Luckily, they've got like natural and organic wines. So the sparkling rose that we ordered was a natural organic one. And I'm quite into natural organic wines at the moment, so I'm sort of heading for my wine. So if you go to like Grace and James and Kings Eve, it's like nearly all. I think it is all natural and all, all organic wines. They're absolutely stunning. No, well, I was impressed with the wine menu. They had normal wines and then they had ones that are a bit more special and a bit more sort of left field. But
0: it's not a wine list I think you would find in any other fine dining, dining no. establishment in Birmingham.
1: It's picking up now, and I think it says a lot of credit to their wine list the fact that they had an orange wine. Like orange wine, it's not to everyone's taste, but the fact that it was there at all on the list. Where's I mean, is that
0: from? Where's it?
1: Orange wine, it's not necessarily where it's from. It's just a different type of wine that's sort of... It's been available in lots of countries for a while. It's just it's never really took off here. Something I've never
0: heard of, to be
1: honest. No, I've had it in a few places. It's gaining and gaining in popularity now. It tastes... It doesn't really taste like white wine or red wine. It does have its own sort of flavour. My partner thinks it tastes of really flat cider, which I disagree with massively. I can't tell you how much I disagree with that comment. But I'd sort of gauge what she's saying because it's the colour and the consistency and the liquid is very similar to that. So I can understand why she thinks it, but she thinks fried plantain tastes like banana and it doesn't. (laughs) So I'm not having that.
0: Did you go to the corridor next?
1: Yeah, so we went in the cocktail bar, which is stunning. I love seeing all the caged booze as well. We were saying before, is is it fine dining? Mm. I think the food itself, well, if you just took pictures of it like we do and look at them regularly and put it up against other places the food looks like fine dining food but it is cheaper it's not the same price it's a lot cheaper than going in the wilderness for a night out but i do class the wilderness as some of the best fine dining i've had so the comparison with nocturnal animals is always going to be there but I don't know. I don't think he's going for the fine dining vibe either with it.
0: No, I mean we we got chatting to quite a few of the um, the wait staff downstairs, and it, the, they were they were really nice. Like the their personality was brilliant, and I think especially the girl, I can't, her name escapes me, but the girl who served us, she she said, "Oh, if I see on the job application, I'll oh, fine dining or Michelin star." She says, "I've run a mile but she she, she seems really enthusiastic about nocturnal animals. Allowed like to let her personality shine through. Yeah, and I think there was a bit of informality in the dining room, which I kind of liked.
1: I do. I like. I don't like. I was, I'm saying I'm quite funny with fine dining, and critical, but I do prefer the imper like more. I do prefer people to be more like themselves, and you don't feel like they're selling anything or this is how they've been told to act. People that are just telling you, like, oh, I like this wine, and that goes with this, and this, that's perfect, that's how I want bar staff to be. And the staff, I couldn't fault them, to be honest. Everything was explained well, I understood everything, any problems were sorted pretty much instantly.
0: It's the soft line, so I'm not going to be too critical, but from a service point of view, there was a bit of inconsistency in, like, most of the time I filled up my own glass with water, which is fine. I, li- I like doing that anyway but then another time a waiter would see me doing this and rush over but not mm. every time so I think it should be every time or not you know it should be one or the other and I don't know if I really like that I don't know if it can yep. bear when you have someone coming, you're in full conversation with the person you're at dinner with and then a waiter keeps coming to pour water into your glass like I'm quite capable of putting my own water in my glass
1: I understand what you yeah, mean you that. Know, I get
0: them. but like, so I'm not mad at the turn animals that they didn't do it I'm more like do it or don't, you know what I mean? Don't be in between. That's yeah,
1: easy. if you're filling up the glasses, then that glass has got to be permanently full, in my opinion. Because I'm a stickler for this, I have this is probably my biggest bugbear in restaurants. Is if the wine's kept off the table and they're filling you up, I don't want my wine glass to ever be empty. I certainly don't want to have to ask, Can I have some of my wine, please? <laughs> that I've just paid quite a lot for. That's like a big bugbear. And they were quite good at... Were they good, yeah. Yeah, Nocturnal Animals, they were good. Let's go on to the um, the music, the playlist. <laughs> it's an odd thing to talk about over a restaurant. It's not something you normally talk about, the music in the playlist. But with The Wilderness, I was super impressed with the soundtrack because that's stuff I'd be listening to at well, home anyway.
0: Right
1: <laughs> and then if I'm not listening to rock music, I'm usually listening to 80s music. So he's literally just picked two of my Spotify playlists put them <laughs> on while I eat dinner which is perfect, I love the playlist
0: yeah it was class, you can um, go on Spotify and you can actually get the playlist from The Animals and The wilderness. Ah, right. so I've been yeah.
1: listening to oh, the yeah, just... for weeks afterwards like. yeah well I love the 80s and I love the whole place I loved the decor, I love the flooring, I love the wallpaper Just every... it had a proper 80s vibe it did make you feel like you were in like an American TV show from the 80s like you'd expect some yuppie to walk in with a, like a briefcase telephone and be sat on the next <laughs> table like it really really like I was even tempted just looking at photos before I went just to dress up like the 80s just so I didn't stand out so what menu did you go for then? Yes
0: yeah, so we went to the lunchtime of the soft launch on a Saturday you went obviously to the dinner
1: yeah, I had the dinner menu, yeah.
0: The first course was the chicken, yeah, that's it, chicken liver parfait, the hoisin. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. The biggest thing for me on this was the uh, texture. I think the parfait was just smooth, creamy, everything you really want from a parfait.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't fault the parfait, It always absolutely and And like the little linseed cracker that came with it was really nice. And it really, it just had a nice bitterness to it as well. But I'm quite, I like bitterness a lot. Even in desserts, Like bitterness is my thing. I love bitter.
0: It's, that's where me and you are different. I like the sweet and the sour.
1: It was one of them starts to a meal where you try it and you're like, right, we're on for a winner here. Like This dish, is it's singing to me. Mm. So I know whatever we're... You just know whatever comes after that is going to be of a similar quality or better. So what was your next dish?
0: The next dish... Yeah, the- the lunch menu came in two options: the short and the long, and we went for the long one. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. A, it doesn't <laughs> matter
1: what. There's a smaller option. It's not happening.
0: <laughs> like there was any chance of being less. Next was monkfish.
1: Yeah, that's what our second one was. Obviously, I had the long dinner menu, so it was much. was There's only a few things differently, I think.
0: What was it? Monkfish in a um, tempura batter. Yeah,
1: monkfish, and it had um, a garlic aioli.
0: That was good. That was strong.
1: Yeah, that was really Looking strong. Really strong. But we really worked with it though. Oh,
0: with the gherkin as well. Yeah, the yeah, gherkin. I love
1: gherkin as well. Meaty
0: monkfish, strong garlic, and gherkin. It's it's always going to be a winner in it. What was next on yours?
1: Right, this is the one I think you're most upset about that you didn't get to have is the Iberico pork bun and I don't want to rub it in. But that was like one of the highlights. It was stunning. Now,
0: I oh. ask, when I seen that you were going to be having that on your dinner menu, I was absolutely devastated. Yeah, it was <laughs> it's, it's, it's two was of my favourite things. I love Bayos, obviously. Yeah. And it's pork. I mean, I just. Stunning,
1: though. What else can you say? Pork done right is brilliant. And the Bao Buns, I'd put it as one of the best Bao Buns I've ever had. No, it was tasty, it was delicious, like really crisp, salad with it as well inside. And it was just beautiful.
0: What was next?
1: The next dish for me, was I don't know if you had it, there's the duck fragoa gozas.
0: That's what I had next.
1: Yeah, they were nice. They were nice. really, really
0: nice. I think I said to it was the best thing I've ever had. Wow. <laughs> I just thought it was, it was the broth.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say the broth meant the whole thing.
0: As soon as that plate was put down in front of me, you could smell it. The the smell of the broth just yeah. smelt deep and earthy.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful. It was broth. Everything
0: you want from a good broth, especially in autumn. Look, nothing screams autumn more to me than a broth.
1: Well, you had the nuts with it and the broth like, and yeah, the goes, cashews. Um, so it's nice to have that crunch as well. Yeah, the
0: cashew because yeah the. Them Goza's
1: are quite soft. Yeah, most Goza's I've had unless... Because I've been to Japan and I actually went to a Goza restaurant. Oh,
0: you wouldn't get me out of it. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Well, you didn't just have soft ones. You had steamed ones, fried ones, deep fried ones. Ones that were cooked in a soup. I'd never leave. Nah, mate. Well, me and Siobhan tried all of them. We are like, right, we're going to hit this. But their ones, they're some of the best Goza's I've eaten. Unbelievable. Very
0: necturnal animals.
1: Yeah stunning that as i said what you i think in,
0: the, in japan
1: well i didn't have that type of goza covered in a nice broth and it's just how it was it's done so it right. was just took it did it took goes up to a new level yeah but i think that's what he does with a lot of food he takes something quite simple as an idea i mean the whole menu's is asia inspired anyway so for me because i love japanese food and i cook japanese food i just absolutely love it I
0: can't tell you how, how just impressed i was with that dish
1: yeah. yeah well i'm not gonna i know it's some people might say it's a bit trampy but I was that boat I was trying to get every little bit of sauce out of that boat at the end of it it
0: was like a the, yeah the plate It's was kind of like a razor clam on it like a porcelain razor clam shell
1: yeah it's like a long boat type thing With <laughs> yeah. some couple of gozers sitting in it with this broth and I did really want to pick it up and just sort of lick it it was that nice
0: half before like I was wondering it, like I could see Alex in front of us in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. and I thought I wonder if he watches to see who picks up the ball if you see slab, <laughs> yeah. like you know. <laughs> yeah, because I was so tempted, absolutely so tempted.
1: I'm not surprised, I'm not surprised. I wanted every, at
0: all. every part of that broth, and yeah, and then the, the cashews as well just gave it the perfect texture for me. Better move on because I could chat about that dish all day.
1: Yeah, well, the next dish was my favorite dish of the afternoon by a but for some reason, at nice places when it's good, any type of sashimi or raw fish or ceviche fish. It's just for me. I don't know why. Everywhere I've been, it's always the number one dish. Done right, it's just absolutely stunning. And his tuna tartar, I, I it literally left me stunned. I thought it was the best thing I had there, and I could have had a massive bowl of that. Just a huge bowl. It had like nice soy flavors, salt and like raw fish and soy. That's. Just, that alone as the the fish quality is brilliant brilliant just a pile of raw fish and some of that is perfect yeah, it was a
0: uh, yellowfin tuna yeah yeah just just top it was really good
1: and the wasabi just just adds so much to the dish
0: the wasabi was very prominent
1: the little crackers and radish
0: and yeah, what were the crackers sesame crackers or something
1: yeah they looked like it they were a mix of black and white seeds but oh wow just just wow, like, uh, properly, uh, how the go? How you feel about the goats is how I feel about this dish. Just absolutely knocked me out.
0: You'd probably be jealous, but Maria didn't really like that dish. Oh, so much. you're joking. So I got to finish off hers, too. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was chuffed.
1: That's the only way you can improve that dish is
0: another <laughs> one after it.
1: It's just two of them. It. Yeah, I'll, 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 can I just have two of these, please?
0: That's how I feel with the Gozers. I could have just stepped five courses of (laughs) Gozers.
1: I'm not being funny. I'd have swapped my Gozers for your tuna tartare.
0: Next time we're going together. (laughs) Not that I
1: didn't like the Gozers, but that tuna dish, unbelievable. So the one I had next was the Thai red scallop and rice noodles and chorizo.
0: Yeah, I didn't have this, but this looked good as well. Oh, mate,
1: the plate was fantastic. I mean, it was just cooked perfectly. It's one of the nicest scallops I've had. Come in a beautiful sauce and the crispy. I've never had enough, I've never had crispy noodles like that. I look like they'd just been deep fried and added to just give a really nice texture. And the chorizo, that was more like a jam that they turned into and put on the top. And it was absolutely stunning. My yeah, partner it's who it's I was good. with Sean, she thought that was the standout dish. Yeah, that looks
0: unreal. Like, Carl's just show me a picture of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not joking. People think I'm joking when I say I take pictures of nearly everything. I, If it's good, it's got a picture coming, put it that way.
0: Carlos folders on his phone. Not for his kid. Not no. for his wife. No, 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 Pictures of food. No,
1: no, <laughs> If I go to a nice restaurant, I like to look back at the pictures and remember it. And I mean, that dish was good. I'd probably put it second for me. Second. That's the best thing I'd. i I have a thing where I like rate everything.
0: So why do I feel like you're, you're just trying to rub it in there? The two dishes <laughs> I've ever
1: had. <laughs> well, this is what I said when I looked but at the you, menu. You know, you
0: know I like scallops. I think you're just trying to upset me
1: now. No. It's not my intention, I assure you. But I think that's probably why they're there, to be honest. The barburn and that. They're the extras to make it the long menu. Yeah.
0: And it just... they The extras in the... um so? You had the long and short menu on the evening? I had
1: the long menu on the evening. The extra two dishes was the scallop and the bun.
0: Oh, So it would have been the same menu of all?
1: Yeah, pretty much,
0: yeah. Our short menu would have been without the um, gozers and the tuna to no
1: Oh, Jesus
0: <laughs> Imagine missing out on
1: them. Um, I'd have been gutted. I just, the main reason, if there's a restaurant, I'll always pick the longest possible menu because I'm not missing out on anything.
0: That's not the main reason. The main reason is because <laughs> yeah. we're fat. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm greedy. That's one of the main reasons. But.
0: Yeah, so then next was the quail catsu Yeah. I like
1: that. I really liked it.
0: I don't think it was the best
1: no, I'd, I'd dish just, on the menu. For their main course, I'd have expected that to sort of be the main sort of the big dish the big standout dish and I enjoyed it I'm not going to sand it sit here and say I didn't but I don't think it was the best dish out of all it of them it wasn't
0: the best but it was still good was yeah oh good don't dish. get me wrong I'm only comparing it to that the quality roll. of the
1: other dishes that oh spring yeah spring roll
0: was incredible
1: spring roll's great the cooking of the quail was good
0: the panko crumb I love the panko crumb on the um, on the rolls of the quail yeah oh yeah it was
1: really good i've got a big thing for katsu anyway and katsu's done well it's really really good i've never had it with quail before and i'm saying it was probably not the worst dish but the my least favorite of all the dishes but if i'd had it and not had the other dishes i don't think i'd be disappointed at all no i genuinely loved it but i loved everything they give me there to be honest
0: yeah i really like being the first uh, review that we did and obviously I'm going to do a write up of this review as well I really hope there would be something that I could just say this wasn't really for me but every dish just blew me away
1: yeah every dish was great and then
0: dessert
1: now I'm not huge on sweets that dessert was stunning not only did it look stunning for a start I didn't think I could eat it at first I just looked at it and was like am I supposed to eat that but as soon as you try that chocolate mousse, you just... Oh, man.
0: It took me about 10 minutes to try and get the perfect photo of the dessert next to the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been easier if I just it just put matches the light onto lot. the floor. It, it's brilliant,
1: yeah. Yeah, and the yuzu gel on it as well. That was yuzu, the new... the new it material and everything, in Seems cocktails, in food, yeah. it's everywhere.
0: But to this dish, I think it's the most important part of it. Yeah. Because...
1: It adds a lot of sharpness to cut through the mousse, because the mousse is quite a rich mousse, so without that the use of... Rich
0: mousse, and then that sourness that comes from the... It's, yeah, it just makes it grown up. Changes yes. it from a kid's...
1: It's, yeah, it changes it something thing. you'd give your child to something you'd have as an adult, and definitely.
0: Bringing the fun back in then, obviously we just spoke about the fact that there was a decorative chocolate shards, the same colour as the floor. So yeah, that that brought the fun back in. I think. Yeah, I
1: wonder what came first to decide to colour the floor, like the pudding, or do the pudding like the floor.
0: I don't. Think, <laughs> I know one thing. I bet there was no accident about it. Like, no. I get the feeling, as crazy as everything was, I bet Alex was just meticulous about everything. I mean, it's got to be personal when you open up your own restaurant, anyway. But with this, I think it felt just, just really personal. Like everything you can. If you cut Alex open and bared his soul, this would be it. Like, you know, I might be talking rubbish here, but I've never felt so much that that we've been given so much of an insight into a chef before. Mm. I think it would be far easier for Alex to just, he could have have just looked at what's come before, said, well, this is how you get a mission start. You cook amazing food. You make lots of them dishes, you get a tasting menu, tick, tick, tick. He's done all of that. But then he's completely ignored the rest.
1: Oh, this is definitely something completely different. He
0: hasn't put a dress code in, he's not playing shitty music.
1: Well, there's no soft jazz in the background, which makes a nice change to.
0: But you know what I'm saying? It would have been far easier to follow what's before him and yeah. do the same as everyone else. Take his accolades, get his Michigan style. His food's good enough.
1: Yeah, by a mile.
0: I don't think he'll ever get one, though, because of.
1: You've got to have, you got to play the game, haven't you? And that's he's not interested in playing that saying, game. Yeah. And I like that with chefs. Though. I like places that, they're not playing that game. Like it is a good sign. And if you've got one, you've obviously doing something right in the restaurant game. But also in the same respect, if you're not bothered and you're doing stuff completely different and you're not you're not interested in that side of it, then, you're onto a winner. You're just doing what you want to do. Whereas sometimes you're in these restaurants and you feel like they're doing. Are they cooking just to get a star, or are they just cooking because they love what they're cooking?
0: That's what that's what I was trying to say. Like, the, yeah. his personal, He's cooking because he wants to cook.
1: Yeah, he's cooking what he wants, and it yeah. tastes good, let's face it. He's, yeah. he's doing a great job. It's
0: unreal. Yeah. What do you
1: think of the location for it? Do you think it was the right place? I, I
0: don't know if it's just by coincidence, but Bennett's is just booming.
1: Bennett's booming, but I'm a bit concerned with Bennett's that it's sort of becoming the new... Broad Street of Birmingham, when you go there, and you've got bars like Dirty Martini and Cozy Club, and it's just a queue outside of tawey people trying to get into these places.
0: Yeah, that's true enough, but I don't think.
1: But then it's the type it wasn't of wasn't type...
0: that great to start with, if you know what I mean. Like, no, 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 it had,
1: it's never been a great had area. The
0: Briar Rose. Yeah. It's never been that fantastic, and now all of a sudden we've got nocturnal like, animals. There's the pint shop up the road which is just incredible. You actually
1: went there before? Yeah, I went to the pint shop before. A really good place. Did you just but have this... drinks or... No, I had some drinks and we got there a bit early and dinner was, wasn't for a while, so I ended up having the um Scotch one of the Scotch eggs. <laughs> which was an onion bargey coated Scotch egg and oh man. I've had some Scotch eggs. I texted you, didn't I, that saying that was in my top five Scotch eggs and I was you thought
0: very impressed that Carl had a top five of Scotch eggs.
1: Oh, how can you not? Like, they're so good. Just meat, egg in meat, and crumb. I-, I
0: don't see how you can depreciate them enough to get a top five.
1: <laughs> no, you're very wrong, mate. They're, they're unreal. Yeah,
0: but I've never seen so many Scotch eggs. The, the the social media presence that they've had, I must have looked at about 100 pictures of their Scotch eggs.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all from me. But
0: they do look quality, in fairness. I must get
1: in there for one. No, I'm not slagging off the area too much. It's just how sort of chavvy that area feels. But there are stunning places there. There's, so there's you've a... got Point Shop, which is really good. You've got the Welly, which we've been going to since we were old enough to get in anywhere. And that place, I could I could still go there at lunchtime and be there when they're throwing people out. You've got Pure Bar, which I think is one of the best bars not just in Birmingham, anywhere. I think that's a great bar. We went for drinks at the Ivy after, which was so nice. I like, want to experience the is. I really want. We've got to go and eat there. Like it, it just looks stunning inside. Saying the area is terrible, it's a good area, and there's lots of good stuff there. Loads of good stuff, and there's different nights out you could have in all over the place. To be honest, in that area, and to yeah. be honest, I think it does suit the area. I think sort of. If you were going out for a night in that area in Birmingham and you wanted cocktails, it's great for that. And if you wanted to book yourself a really nice meal, it's certainly one of the best places to eat around there. And it's fairly affordable for the quality of food you get.
0: Where else would you put it, then?
1: Well, that's it. For that type of venue, like, he's got the wilderness in the JQ. It wouldn't really... It needs to be in a hustle and bustle area. Because it's... The vibe I had from the place is it's quite... Busy, so it's not a lot of fine dining place. You tend to, it's quiet. People, hello, sir. Yes, this is the frywire with blah blah blah. But there, it's like this is this. It's loud. There's people walking around. The music's loud. I think the, the level of the music helps keep it seem like a busy place, like a vibrant busy bar. Because the restaurant feels a bit like the bar as well. It's got the same vibe downstairs as it does upstairs. Busy, vibrant place that's the best way i can i wouldn't be surprised if there was another end underneath it so you've got the bar on the first level you go down to the restaurant i'm amazed he hasn't put a nightclub like above the bar <laughs> or in the even further down in the place because that's it's literally what i was expecting to find
0: what i'm picturing now is uh, the bar from the business <laughs> the yeah <laughs> What else have we got coming up? Obviously we're off to Panals.
1: Yeah, we're off to Panals. I'm very excited by that.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for that. Early December, so it's about a month away. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's only around the corner, three weeks, I that think. That will be probably
0: be our next review show as it goes.
1: So. More than likely. Um,
0: we're, we're looking at the Thai cooking course at Loaf.
1: Yeah, I've done a few other cooking courses at Loaf now. I've done the Japanese one, which was a lot of sushi and... Um, my favorite thing from Japan, which is fried chicken, you never, no one ever assumes that's going to be the best thing they do, but I think I had it twice a day when I was in Japan, every day. You you even go to supermarkets and it's by the, by the till. Nice. Just like buckets of fried chicken. I mean, I mean like fried chicken, like KFC chicken. I mean like bite size or nuggets made from the thigh meat and just, I could just eat it permanently. I don't think I went into a shop and came out without any, to be honest. (laughs) but no, we're going for dinner tonight
0: we are definitely going for dinner
1: we're going to my favourite one
0: it's been about 40 minutes so I'm thinking of food now yeah yeah, I am hungry, it's late <laughs> as well I am hungry now yeah so we'll probably wrap this up here and go Not and get our after um, to the covered wagon go and get our, our uh, Indian mixed on. I can't
1: wait I'm, I'm dribbling I'm surprised I haven't dribbled on the floor yet <laughs> Uh-huh. There it That's is,
0: good. episode two of the Breaking Bread podcast. This was the first of our Breaking Bread review shows. Just a bit of fun, really. A bit of a new take on a traditional restaurant review. As it goes, we have done a written review to, to accompany this episode. If you just go to breakingbreadpodcastuk.blog, or just follow the link in the episode notes, and it will take you to our review. Our next podcast will be uh, back-to-the-interview style of podcast. Our next interview is actually with Chef Mark Walsh from Newly Opened Pub in Birmingham, The Point Shop. Just a really great chat. Mark was honest, real no-nonsense appro- no approach. Really great crack too. Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you did enjoy the episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help the podcast. Uh, And be sure to check us out on social media. All the links for our social media can be found on the episode notes. Until next time, take care.